Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, what is Adam Schiff hiding? Oh, oh, hat tip to my terrific sources in this case. 279, I've got a story for you today that's going to bake your bagels, man. It's going to eat your lunch. It may steal your lunch money, too. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I know nobody wants to steal anybody's lunch (laughs) money, but this one's good. Yeah, I promise you. I haven't told Joe, but you're going to like this one, too. I've also got video (laughs) of a total um, disembowelment of the impeachment hoax yesterday by Pam Bondi, who finally, from the Trump team, flipped the script and made this about what it's really about yesterday, Obama-era, Biden-era corruption in Ukraine. Nice job on that. Lots of video, including a disastrous CNN clip at the end, which is going to probably infuriate all of you. Many of you may have seen it already. If not, stay tuned. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Bravo (laughs) Company Manufacturing. (laughs) It's good. Bravo Company Manufacturing. Listen, you never want to tell anybody what a company isn't in an advertisement. But I like this company so much, I feel it's important to make a distinction. Bravo Company Manufacturing makes hand-assembled rifles. They make them here in Heartland, Wisconsin. And these are not sporting rifles, okay? There are a lot of great companies out there that make sporting rifles and hunting rifles. This is life-saving equipment, life-saving rifles built to a life-saving standard. They put people before their products. They feel it's their moral responsibility to provide the highest quality rifles that will not fail the end user. God forbid it's not a paper target, but someone coming to do them or their family harm. I was uh, gifted two of these by Bravo Company. And when I went to pick them up at the federal firearms dealer, the guy told me behind the counter, he loves these rifles. They're some of the finest in the business. Remember, these are not sporting arms. This is life-saving equipment. They make reliable, life-saving tools that work when it matters. They really care about their products. It was started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago. Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM, builds a professional-grade product built to combat standards. Ladies and gentlemen, to learn more about this terrific company, Bravo Company Manufacturing, here's the website. Head on over to Bravo Company M, like Mary, F like Frank, G.com. Bravo Company MFG.com. Bravo Company MFG.com. You need to learn more. They have a really, really terrific YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. Check them out. You won't regret it. All right, Joe, let's go. And they're off. All right, before I get to Sleazy Schiff and his, uh, the big, the big hide, the big kind of fake magic act. Hey, look we're hiding over here. Pay no attention to the man behind yeah. the curtain. I want to get to this first because the impeachment. Uh, sham yesterday continues to fall apart. Public uh, opinion on this thing is turned downhill. I've always told you impeachment's a political trial. It's obviously not a criminal one that requires you to turn the body politic against the president to have him removed from office. Uh, the Democrats have only succeeded in doing what? Um, turning the body politic for the president as his approval ratings go up and more Americans turn against this impeachment sham. I know that makes you uncomfortable, liberals, but it's just the fact that this thing has fallen flat. And candidly, I know this upsets you. I know it. And I know shouting fraud is bad and I shouldn't celebrate it that it upsets you, but I'm going to do it anyway. I am thoroughly enjoying the fact that nobody cares about this impeachment hoax. Nobody. That drives the liberals crazy. (laughs) But even when they do care, And when they do tune in, 
You'll get the occasional gem here and there from the Trump team as they now were given the floor yesterday to defend Donald Trump and turn the tables a little bit on the real scandal here, which is the corruption by the Democrats in Ukraine, where they tried to interfere in the 2016 election. So Pam Bondi, former attorney general for the great state of Florida, my home state, who is a lawyer for the Trump team, took the floor yesterday in the Senate trial to ask a couple basic questions about what was really going on with Ukraine and the Obama-Biden administration. And, oh, man, this was, what did Paula, Paula, what did they tell us? The new road is, road for the kids, word for the kids, excuse me, is roasting. This was a roasting, (laughs) a roasting of epic proportions of Hunter Biden. Pay specific attention in this clip of Pam Bondi as she appropriately characterizes how board members in these big international conglomerates like Burisma, where Joe Biden's son worked, Hunter, how these are the best of the best in the business world. And even they don't make what zero skills, non-Ukrainian speaking, no experience in the region Hunter Biden was making. The typical board member of these Fortune 100 companies, we know they're titans of their industry. They're highly qualified. And as such, they're well compensated. Even so, Hunter Biden was paid significantly more. This is how well he was compensated. So Hunter Biden is paid over $83,000 a month. While the average American family of four during that time, each year, made less than $54,000. And that's according to U.S. Census Bureau during that time. And this is what's been reported about his work on the board. The Washington Post said, quote, what specific duties Hunter Biden carried out for Burisma are not fully known, end quote. The New Yorker reported, quote, once or twice a year, he attended Burisma board meetings and energy forums that took place in Europe, end quote. When speaking with ABC News about his qualifications to be on Burisma's board, Hunter Biden didn't point to any of the usual qualifications of a board member. Hunter Biden had no experience in natural gas, no experience in the energy sector, no experience with Ukrainian regulatory affairs. As far as we know, he doesn't speak Ukrainian. So naturally, the media has asked questions about his board membership. Why was Hunter Biden on this board? If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. There they are. (laughs) (laughs) I know I need my cigar. I was like, where's your cigar? Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, oh. Now, in case you think like, listen, Dan Bongino is a big conservative. This is only you right wingers who think that was devastating. The guy's got no skills. He makes 33000 or excuse me, uh, $29,000 more in a month for a job in Ukraine. He has no experience for. He only goes there, apparently, even according to the Washington Post, twice a year. He makes more in a in a month than the average American family makes in a year. He points out himself, he probably wouldn't have gotten the job without his dad's last name. That this guy has no skills. Donut, zero, goose egg, zippo. 
Nothing. He has no skills at all. And in case you think this is just us, here's CNN's Jeffrey Tubin, one of the most far leftists. This guy will do anything to defend the Democrats. Here is CNN's Jeffrey Tubin saying, dude, dude, Rob Schneider, dude. Remember the 35 or whatever different ways to say dude? This is when you're in trouble, dude. Dude, dude. This is Jeffrey Tubin saying, dude, this is bad. This does not look good. And now America finally got to see it, except for the fact that the big three networks cut out because they don't want you to know how bad the Hunter Biden deal was. Check this out. I thought Attorney General Bondi did an effective job of showing how sleazy the hiring of Hunter Biden was. I mean, there is no way to dress that up. Um, he was given a great deal of money for a job he was unqualified for. Um, and the only reason he got it is because he was the vice president's son. Tubin and a grooving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fits, I mean, what finally, like someone at CNN, I give them no credit, by the way, because they'll flip the script tomorrow, pretend <laughs> the story never happened. They're not interested in really getting to the bottom of what happened with Hunter Biden. Mm, sure. But even CNN's Tubin has to acknowledge what happened yesterday was a thorough disembowelment and an evisceration of the entire case that somehow Joe and Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, this thing reeks to the heavens. It reeks of corruption, insider dealing, swampiness, fetid, disgusting, backdoor deals. This thing is gross. And it reeks of exactly what the Democrats and the media are falsely ac accusing the Trump team of. It reeks of an illicit quid pro quo, a something for something deal. That Hunter Biden got something, a lucrative $83,000 a month job for something in return. The only question, ladies and gentlemen, is what? What? The only question is, what was the Ukrainian company looking for in return? Well, this is where I want to get to cut number three of Ted Cruz, who did a masterful job yesterday, by the way, challenging this silly reporter. The media now, because again, the, the, uh, I mean, come on, how many times do we need to say this? It's almost ridiculous, and I hate to even repeat the obvious. The media has obviously gone full-time liberal activist mode now. They're not even pretending anymore to be journalists. It's over. Journalism's dead. We get that. But they're desperate to make this Biden story go away. And I want you to see in this exchange yesterday how the media now is going to try to change this narrative as this gets worse. Because this Biden story is not going anywhere because, yeah. folks, as I just explained to you, no one has adequately explained yet what the something was for the other something. We know what the something, quid pro quo, Latin for something for something, a deal. I give you something, you give me something. We know Hunter Biden was given something. He was giving a very lucrative position on a board he had no experience for. Fact, indisputable. We get it. Check the box. Move on. The only open question is, what was that something, that job for? I'm telling you, it's obvious. It was for influence in the Obama administration to make the investigations into this company, which had significant allegations of corruption and hired Hunter Biden to make them go away. And unquestionably an illicit deal. Now, the media now is going to try to flip the script and change the narrative to this. Listen to this reporter and what he says and how he tries to make this Hunter Biden job only about, hey, you swampy guys in D.C., you all use connections to get your kid's job. No, no, no. 
Cruz just smacks this guy down big time. But I'm going to explain to you how this is going to get, this is going to get worse. But check this out for, this is glorious. Basically what they said is Hunter Biden got a job. He's established vice president. If, if that's a crime, I mean, shouldn't half of your children be in prison? My, my children are nine and 11. And I'm sorry that you want to throw a nine-year-old in prison. But at this point, my, my, my third grader, plays basketball and softball at her school. So so stop playing the nasty... No, no, stop playing the na- nasty Washington game. I'm sorry, that's not nasty Washington game. Sir. Attacking a nine-year-old? Senator, I have no idea. Oh, all, right, all, right, all, right. all right. Senator, we've seen... You see it? Here's where this is going to go. I, I, I Listen, this is the great part about the show. We're always at least a month ahead, if not a couple weeks ahead of the narrative. Because I we have a lot of sources, number one, and I'm just... Having run for office a few times, I always know what to listen for with these media loons. All you have to do if you run for office is go in an interview with supposedly journalists, editorial boards of journalistic outlets, and you find out these are far left hacks. They're not interested in facts. And you learn to pick apart every single thing they say. Their new narrative is going to be, all right, whatever. Hunter Biden used his connections to get a job. That's a fact. But it happens all the time in D.C., which, to be fair, is a fact. The reporter's statement it's not incorrect, but the reporter knows that, ladies and gentlemen, in other words, the statement that people use connections in D.C. to take care of the people around them all the time. Yeah. I wish it weren't true. It's gross. It's untoward, but it is true. But that's not what this is about. This is not about Joe Biden and his connections being leveraged to get his kid a job. Ladies and gentlemen, the job his son got was with a company that was under a very serious investigation for very serious allegations, while people associated with the company were emailing high-ranking people in the United States government in an effort to get meetings and using Hunter's name while they were under investigation. Oh, and that little fact, uh, Joe, as we've seen a thousand times, that Joe Biden's actually in a video as uh, when claiming when he was the vice president, you've seen the video. I'm not oh, going to play it here again. B- Pressuring yeah. the prosecutor, yeah. looking into his son's company yeah. to drop the case or get fired. I mean, that's just we've seen that so many times that kind of gets lost in the yeah. morass. A little here. bit. Yeah. A little, little bit. That's not what this is about. Connections. He's right. That reporter, everybody would be locked up. This is about using your connections to allegedly make a serious criminal investigation go away while your son is working at the company and you're during an election cycle, by the way, a lot of this Ukrainian stuff was going on. Folks, I'm going to leave this segment here because I want to get the shift. This is good. Hat tip 279er. You're the best. Guy's the greatest source ever. Ever. One of these days, we'll have him on the show. He can make an appearance, right? You know, buddy. You know you want to come on one day. He does. He'll come on. One day, we'll have him on. We got to let this whole case die down first, though. Be like Deep Throat. When they expose Deep Throat years later, the FBI deputy director, <laughs> we'll bring him on. There he is. Come on down. Sit down. <laughs> Put him behind I the think sheet. He would like that. Yeah. That'd be, <laughs> there's a voice we, from behind back, the we, sheet. Some yeah. people figured out who he was. Is that right? Already, so yeah. It's just crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're... He um he came to a, a book signing for us one time, so a couple ah. of people were. It was funny. Cool. Um, yeah, one of these days. Okay, it's not about connection, but I just before I leave this segment, I want to leave this, and I don't want you to forget this, folks. Please, if you're in your car, your home, 
you're watching us on TV. Um, by the way, if you have Comcast, there's a really cool way to watch us on your TV. If you go to menu on your Comcast remote and go to scroll over to apps, it's right there on the menu screen. YouTube is an app already downloaded on your Comcast cable device. Menu, apps, YouTube, you can watch this show on your TV like it's a regular. I love it. We just figured this out a few weeks ago. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's really cool. So check it out. But if you're watching your TV, please take notes on this. I don't want you to forget that there are three facts in this case which will never change. It doesn't matter what happens with Bolton. It doesn't matter what happens with other fake whistleblowers. There are three facts that are unmovable. I said them yesterday and I'll say them again today because it is your ammunition going forward to argue against these anti-Trump lunatics who keep making stuff up. No, this guy, we got a new whistleblower, a new whistleblower. It doesn't matter. Three facts. Number one, the Ukrainian aid that they're alleging was upheld and slowed down to Ukraine because Trump wanted investigations of the Bidens, was delivered before the deadline. The deadline was September 30th. The aid was delivered on September 12th. You can, we do facts here. I'm not suggesting that there are various speculations as to the motives as to why the administration, the Trump administration delayed the aid. Fair enough. That's fine. You can speculate all you want. That is, I thought crimes are not crimes. You may not like it. You may think it's sleazy. Maybe the Trump administration delayed aid because they really were concerned about corruption and the Biden thing. You may think that. I don't. I know Trump has made a big deal about foreign aid to many countries. I don't believe that. I believe he was concerned about Biden and Ukraine. Obviously, we've read the transcripts of the call. But having said that, the fact that President Trump, even if you believe that, thought about delaying aid because he was concerned about corruption with the Bidens. Even if you believe that, the aid was still delivered and thought crimes are not a crime. Point number one, aid delivered before the deadline, indisputable, immovable fact, not movable. Thought crimes are not crimes. And they're certainly not high crimes, misdemeanors, treason, or bribery worthy of impeachment. Second, again, there are no Ukrainian victims in this case because there was no crime. This may be the most important takeaway of all, point number two. They cannot find, when I say they, I mean the Democrats and the anti-Trump crowd. They cannot find a victim in Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are, this is, Paul, listen, Joe, Paul, please, as, as just like be there, yeah, man. be referees here sure. for the audience here. I, I'm having a tough time figuring out why the never Trump crowd and the Democrats find. I get your point. You're saying this. I understand your point that President Trump had a political interest in 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 hurting Biden and figuring out what they were doing over there, and he may have leveraged aid. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I disagree, but I understand what you're trying to say. Why is this point hard to understand? If President Trump was trying to pressure, exert pressure on Ukrainians, give us information on the Bidens or we're not going to give you the aid. How, serious question here, I'm asking you to open your eyes for a minute. How could he pressure Ukrainians if the Ukrainians didn't know they were being pressured? It's hard to do. Joe, I'm going to ask the audience, driving in your car, watching, please take a second to ponder that. Again, I understand the point you're trying to make. Fair, we can disagree and have an adult conversation about it. I'm asking you, 
as an adult to answer a simple question. If the Ukrainians, no one has come forward and admitted they felt pressure. Matter of fact, they've said the exact opposite. The Minister of Foreign Affairs, the Ukrainian president. How is there a pressure campaign nobody knew about? Now, I'm already, I know where your comeback's going to be. Your comeback's going to be, well, they're just lying. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, you're impeaching the president. You got to find a victim. You could say that about anything. Right. Yeah. Right, Joe? I mean, Joe, I'm asking you, like, as a former federal agent, I can't imagine walking a case into court investigating a bank fraud. That's what we did in the Mm -hmm. Secret Service, financial crimes, crimes and bank fraud. I can't imagine walking a case into court and saying, Judge, I have a serious case of bank fraud here against whatever, Bank of Joey Bag of Donuts. And then the judge saying, well, where's the bank? Are they are they the complainant? No, no, they they they're not alleging a bank fraud. Well, why not, Agent Bongino? Why aren't well, we just think they're lying. Right. So you don't have a complainant. No, no, we don't. We did. that. Could, you understand how that that's a, not an excuse? That's not a. You're impeaching the president. You got to find picture. a victim. Yeah, that was a good picture. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then I mean, I'll, I'll even double down again. Okay. I know what the left will say. Well, they're lying because they're intimidated and they're afraid of Trump. And nobody's leaked this. Nobody right. in the Ukrainian government. We know they hate Trump. They've written op-eds against them. A lot of Ukrainians. Lashenko, it's alleged by Nelly Orr, the Ukrainian parliamentarian, was working to to, uh, destroy Trump's campaign. Nobody has leaked this in the Ukrainian government, this pressure campaign or this intimidation camp. Nobody? Are you ever going to produce evidence that there's a victim here? That there's a crime? Ever? You can't just keep saying um, everybody's lying and we're the only ones telling the truth. Eventually... In a serious thing like an impeachment or a criminal trial where you could put somebody in jail to use a corollary, you eventually have to produce actual evidence or the case is thrown out. It, that's just the way justice works. Finally, immutable fact number three. Aid delivered, no victims, no crime. Point number three, the Democrats' corruption and the Biden Potential corruption in Ukraine is very real. I'm not going to show the art. You already know the Democrats' involvement in the Ukrainian uh, in, in the Ukrainian involvement in the 2016 election with the Democrats is already well documented. The work with Alexandra Chalupa at the DNC, she's soliciting information from Ukrainians. Ukrainians writing op-eds to impact the election. Ukrainian parliamentarians allegedly feeding information to Fusion GPS. None of this is mysterious. Trump has every right through appropriate channels to find out if a foreign government was colluding with the Democrats. I thought the Democrats cared about that stuff. Apparently not. All right, this segment's going to, this is a bagel baker right here. Before we get to my second reading, I'm just going to tease it here. Why is Adam Schiff lying about 17 witnesses in the impeachment? We have testimony from 17 witnesses in the impeachment trial. You do? Oh, you do. He actually has testimony from 18 witnesses. Why does he keep telling people he only has 17 witnesses? Oh, this is good. This is good. Don't go anywhere. All right, today's show also brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. 
Jen Ucell. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Jen Ucell's got a special offer. I had to use this stuff before I go on the air because I don't sleep very well. I always get bags under my eyes. I look like a train wreck before I go on TV. Thank God for Jen Ucell. Yeah. Jen Ucell's really helped me out a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. The latest <laughs> trend in skincare is instant results. Introducing the brand new Gen Ucell RH from Chamonix. Gen Ucell RH delivers next generation retinol anti-aging effects with zero redness or irritation. Plus, the RH complex, my mother-in-law loves this one, provides hyaluronic acid, crucial for superior retinol effects. Here's Susan from Tom's River, Joe, making an appearance on the show. All right. Quote, the GenuCell RH is a game changer. Bags under my eyes are history, and it feels so soft and luxurious. I even use it for redness on my left cheek and for my laugh lines. Thank you, Chamonix. Home run. The new GenuCell RH is leading the industry once again. It makes bags, puffiness, hyperpigmentation, and even redness a thing of the past. And for a limited time, it's free. Gratis when you order GenuCell jawline treatment. And for results in 12 hours or less, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free with your order. Go to GenuCell.com, that's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, and enter Dan30 at checkout. Order the jawline treatment now and get the new GenuCell RH and the GenuCell immediate effects absolutely free. Call or go online now. Go to GenuCell.com, enter Dan, D-A-N-30, 30 at checkout. Dan30 at checkout. That's GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com, Dan30 at checkout. Check it out today. You're going to love it. All right, we're back. By the way, Paula has the noisiest chair in human history. Sit back down in that chair. Can you make that? Can you hear that, folks? It is the, we have to get a new chair in her office. This chair is so noisy. It's like the Tin Man. We need that oil in it. Sit down back down in the chair. Try to make that noisy. Here we go. Do you hear No, now she's not. She's messing around. Now she, you hear her laughing. Now she's messing around. She, she sits down normal. The chair makes the noise. I'm wondering if you can hear that. Email us all if you can hey, hear the chair sound. Now we got to keep the chair. It's becoming yeah. part of the show. It's like an extra guest. <laughs> <laughs> the show. Oh, boy, it's so <laughs> So that's how I know we got an ad coming up because Paula gets up from the chair and I hear, <laughs> it's so loud. Sheesh. She sat down. No, she wants to know if there's anything else I want to complain about. Yeah, I didn't sleep good last night. She knows that already, though. I woke up, my throat was killing me. I think the allergies in Florida are really brutal this year. Is anyone out there, allergy professionals, have any idea why everybody in Florida is suffering from horrible allergies? Seriously, email us. I'd love to know because everyone in my family is like hacking up a lung. It's horrible. All right, getting back to the material today. Why is Adam Schiff claiming he had 17 witnesses in the impeachment trial when he actually had 18? Oh, this is good. Let's go to this Washington Times story, and I'm going to tease this up for you. And let me just give you, you know what, before you keep that up there, this is by Alex Sawyer and S.A. Miller, Washington Times, House Democrats conceal testimony of the 18th witness from the Trump team. Ooh, ooh. Now, why are they doing that? Let's just put the lead right out in advance so you know what we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. The testimony of this 18th witness is devastating. I'll tell you who it is in a moment. And I believe the testimony lays out the framework for what was a coordinated hit by the Democrats on Trump for this impeachment hoax. Remember, the reason I talked about Bondi and the quid pro quo allegations first is, did they try this before? Hmm. In other words, did somebody in some Democrat anti-Trump focus group, probably led by Adam Schiff and the, uh, you know, anti-Trump Republican brigade. Did somebody say, listen, all right, 
we may not be able to get him on this Russia thing. It may fall apart, but I have a backup plan. If we can allege that he's been dealing with foreign governments and, and trading away things for favors from foreign governments, if we can allege that, that's an easy narrative people will understand. Were they running a test run before? Okay, back to the material. Keep that lean. I want you to keep this question in your head throughout this segment. Did the Democrats try this in a test run before and only settle on the Ukrainian quid pro quo when everything else fell apart? Okay, back to the piece from the Washington Times piece. What was the testimony of this 18th witness in the impeachment trial that everybody on the Democrat side is pretending didn't happen? He keeps saying, no, no, he's 17. You did not have 17. You had 18th witness. Who's the 18th witness? It was Michael Atkinson, the intelligence oh. community inspector general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Essentially the internal affairs officer for the intelligence community. Why is that important? Because Michael Atkinson was the former colleague of many of the people involved in the Spygate scandal, as I've told you before, right, um, right. worked underneath the National Security Division in the Obama White House. When the National Security Division of the Obama White House was approving the warrants to spy on the Trump team, this guy's knee deep in this thing. Michael Atkinson, the inspector general now for the intelligence community, is the one who passed on the fake whistleblower's complaint about the quid pro quo in the Trump call with Ukraine. That never happened. So they bring Atkinson up, Adam Schiff and his crew, and they question him. And apparently Atkinson's testimony, I don't know if he just folded like a cheap suit. I have no idea. But it's not good because Adam Schiff is pretending it's not even there. We only had 17 witnesses. Actually, we had 18. What about Atkinson? Shh, quiet. From the Washington Times piece. Again, is this a coordinated hit? Here we go. Quote, Washington Times. Representative Schiff, a California Democrat, and other impeachment managers repeatedly talk about the 17 witnesses they interviewed during the House's secretive depositions. But, it's always a but, they do not mention an 18th witness, Michael Atkinson, the ICIG, who has firsthand knowledge of the origins of the whistleblower complaint that led to impeachment. Isn't that fascinating? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we already know that Adam Schiff has to, I have a, do I have a screenshot here? Did I miss this? Adam Schiff, we know recruited, recruited two NSC staffers, national security, remember, the uh, security, the National Security Council, supposed to be working for the nation's national security interests in the service of President Trump. Mm -hmm. Our obviously, as the president, the lead representative on foreign policy all around the world, the president of the United States, the National Security Council is supposed to be working for the White House in the interest of the American people, in the interest of our national security, has been a sieve, has been leaking and trying to destroy President Trump from day one. They need to be quarantined aside because they have been destroying the presidency from day one. We know Adam Schiff actively recruited, recruited two members of the national security team who conveniently were colleagues of the fake whistleblower, conveniently recruited two colleagues, Sean Misko and Abigail Grace. Schiff recruited them to come over and work for him. Why? 
Why would he do that? Colleagues of the fake whistleblower were recruited to come over and work at Adam Schiff's office despite the fact that they were supposed to be working in the nation's national security interests for President Trump? Folks, this is all real. These are facts. What were they doing? What were they doing at the National Security Council the whole time that Adam Schiff found whatever information they had so valuable that he practically begs them to come over and work for him? You got that? Throw that up. This is from the Washington Examiner by Kerry Pickett. I screwed. That is not Paula's fault. That one's on me. I totally forgot to put it in our show rundown. But this is an article by Kerry Pickett, which, by the way, will be in the show notes today. This is an older article from October, but it's critical. Please read it. Bongino.com for the show notes. If you want to subscribe to the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I will send these articles for you. It's an October article by the great Kerry Pickett, a terrific reporter. Quote, Adam Schiff recruited two former NSC aides who worked alongside the CIA whistleblower at the NSC during the Obama and Trump administrations. The examiners learned. Abigail Grace, who worked at the NSC until 2018, was hired in February, while Sean Misko, another NSC aide until 2017, joined Schiff's committee staff in August. Whoa, whoa, check this out. The same month, this is crazy, that the fake whistleblower submitted his complaint. I threw fake in there. Wow, isn't that nuts? Adam Schiff, hey, you two, come on over. All of a sudden, a fake whistleblower appears. That's crazy. The whistleblower was an NSC official who worked with former Vice President Joe Biden and who has expertise in Ukraine. The Washington Examiner is also reported. Ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. It's all a big coincidence. The fake whistleblower knows and worked with Joe Biden. Two of his colleagues leave in October, excuse me, in August to go work for Adam Schiff, who hates the president. And in August, excuse me, when they left, that's when the fake whistleblower complaint emerges about a quid pro quo. Joe it's a coincidence, man. Stop with the nonsense. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. You're thinking, if, if I'm getting this wrong, yeah. call me out. I know what you're thinking, Joe. You're thinking, Dan, that sounds really shady. Stop it. That's exactly Stop. what I it's was thinking. It's not shady. Uh, you're you're crutch because you're crazy. This is all legit, Joe. Huh. Come on, man. All right. Okay. Remove your head I trust from you, your bro. rear end like yeah. I had to tell her all. You're just making this up. I'm messing with you. Of <laughs> I, course, Joe's right. This is, uh, this is. This is beyond shady. Forget about being in the shade. This is absolute darkness. The absence of light. (laughs) So remember the headline here. Yeah. I told you to keep a question in your head. Was this a coordinated, pre-thought out hit on President Trump from the start? Fake whistleblower knows these two NSC aides. They leave to work for Schiff in August. Fake whistleblower complaint appears, alleging a quid pro quo, that there was an illicit deal with the Ukrainians. Now let's get to part two of this. Look at this story from May of 2018 by the New York Slimes. I want to put this head, May of 2018. This is important. May 2nd. Pay close, close attention to the date. Remember the question, was this a coordinated hit? May 2nd, 2018, headline, Andrew E. Kramer. Ukraine seeking U.S. missiles, talking about javelins, 
halted cooperation with the Mueller investigation. Now, if you go on to read this piece, you'll find buried in it that there's an allegation here, Joe, that the Trump campaign, the Trump uh, team, excuse me, the administration, Mm -hmm. that they may have been pressuring Ukraine with the threat of withholding Javelin missiles unless they shut down the investigation into Bob Mueller. Uh, Excuse me, into Paul Manafort by Bob Mueller. Precision, of course, matters. Get it? Yeah, kind of like what Biden Sounds kind of <laughs> like a quid pro quo. There you go. <laughs> now, of course. Yeah. But th- Joe, Joe, but this is May of 2018. Right. Again, was this a coordinated hit? Now you may say, well, that sounds kind of serious. Was the Trump administration withholding Javelin missiles for Ukrainian defense against the Russians? If they didn't shut down the investigation into Manafort, well, the problem is the story was a flop, not based in fact, and they couldn't find, again, any Ukrainians to attest that this was actually true. It's all rife speculation and New York Times kind of sloppy work. Rife. So, Joe, that quid pro quo rapidly fell apart. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where this gets crazy. Look at this letter by Bob Menendez, noted Democrat hack. Uh, I mean, one of the worst senators in the history of the United States Senate. He sends a letter to the Ukrainian prosecutor. I'm not going to obviously read the whole thing, but the second part of it, flip over to page two here. He sends this on May 4th, just two days later. Look at the date at the top in 2018. Basically asking, hey, did anyone from the Trump administration or acting on his behalf encourage the Ukrainian government or law enforcement officials not to cooperate with Bob Mueller? Bob Mendez. Dick Durbin, another Democrat hack, and Patrick Leahy, another Democrat. Crazy how they were just ready to go with that right away after that New York Times story. Now, now. Was someone tipped off here, Joe? Was someone tipped off? Remember the date, the New York Times story. May 2nd of 2018. Was somebody tipped off that they're here? I think we got Trump. Because remember, the Russian collusion hoax by May of 2018 is almost entirely collapsed. Everybody knows it in D.C. The insider crowd knew. You knew because you were watching my show. You knew in 2016 it was a hoax. But they know that's going to collapse. So are they preparing narrative number two? I got it. If we can't get him on collusion, we'll get him on foreign quid pro quos. And was this kind of a test run, this Javelin missiles in exchange for scrapping the Manafort investigation? This is where this gets crazy. So again, remember the date of the New York Times article, May 2nd of 2018. I want to put up this ABC article about Lev Parnas, the Rudy Giuliani associate who was was making just ridiculous allegations against the president. You know, this guy, he worked with Giuliani. He's alleged to be, he says, oh, I know about a quid pro quo. I met the president. It comes out later. He didn't meet the president at all. Notice that that story died too. But this is a fascinating piece in ABC about Lev Parnas. Lev Parnas and Igor Foreman, his his partner here, they have these alleged recordings of President Trump. What the heck were they doing recording President Trump? So here's the title of the article. Take her out. A recording appears to capture Trump at a private dinner saying he wants Ukrainian ambassador Marie Ivanovich fired. So these guys, Parnas and Foreman, who are supposed to be working with Giuliani, to uncover a lot of this Ukrainian malfeasance in the election. 
They made a recording of the president. Now, Joe, I talk to you often. I can tell you with absolute candor. I have never once recorded Joe's conversation outside of this show. Mm. Why? Because why would I be recording Joe? Yeah. The only reason you record someone is if you're trying to hey, embarrass them or humiliate them or use it for some kind of evidence. Yeah. Why were they recording Trump? Oh, let's go to the piece and see the date on this. This is where it gets really crazy. The recordings appear to contradict statements by Trump and support the narrative that has been offered by Parnas during broadcast interviews in recent days. Sources familiar with the recording say the recording was made during an intimate April 30th, 2018 dinner at Trump International in D.C. Oh, 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 wow. Crazy. And then two days later, yeah. the New York Times comes out with a story. Yeah. May 2nd, three days about this is nuts. Crazy time about how there's an illicit deal going on with Ukrainians. How did we start this segment? What's the question? What's the question? Was this a coordinated hit on the Trump team from the start? I'm going to let you answer that one, but I'm just going to lay out the timeline again, and I want to move on to some other stuff. So on April 30th of 2018, a guy who is pretending to be a friend of the Trump team, Parnas and this guy, Igor, who are working with Giuliani, like, hey, we got information in Ukraine. It's really bad for the Democrats. Are recording the president illicitly? A couple days later, the New York Times writes a story. Hey, I think we got a quid pro quo in, in Ukraine. The president's pressuring Ukraine and his team to dump the Manafort investigation. He's holding up these javelins, which was not true. He wasn't holding up the javelins, the missiles. Then we see a couple of days later, a couple of hacked Democratic senators, three of them to be precise, writing a letter to the Ukrainians. Hey, we need information about this quid pro quo, which fell flat. Was that a test run? What was Parnas doing, according to President, April 30th, 2018? What was he doing? Who exactly was Parnas working with? Was that a test run that fell flat because the javelins weren't delayed? But a test run where everybody involved in the anti-Trump cabal to impeach him said, hey, this one fell flat with the javelin Manafort thing. But next time they have a change in the presidency, the NSC will be listening in on the call with Ukraine. We can get some traction on this if we can just get Trump to mention Biden. Hmm. Not hearing that one anywhere, are you? Hmm. Again, big fat hat tip to the legendary 279. Was that a test run? I think the answer is crystal clear. And then when the test run didn't work out, Adam Schiff said, let's make this next run, Joe, foolproof. Let's go hire some NSC staffers and they can coordinate with a fake whistleblower. That way, when Trump makes his call, if he even mentions Biden, we're going right back to the quid pro quo again. We like that. Yeah. And this guy Parnas. Wow. That's crazy. All these recordings. What a scam. People are such suckers for this stuff. Unbelievable. Facts matter. Line that up and you can answer the question again. I'll leave you here. We've got to move on. Was this a coordinated hit? I think the answer right now is quite obvious.
All right, our last sponsor, CNN Video coming up. Don't go anywhere. One of the worst I've ever seen, uh, but whatever. I mean, I got an interesting angle on this. I'd love you to hear. We the People Holsters, they're back. They are back. There are lots of holster brands to choose from. A lot of them look the same until you see the price. Starting is just $37. We the People Holsters are custom made right here in America. Their designs are made in-house. They even have their own 3D design team who measures every micromillimeter of their firearms to ensure the perfect fit. Ladies and gentlemen, these are gorgeous holsters. I've said it over and over again. Um, they wanted to come on as a sponsor a couple of years ago. They sent me a couple samples. I loved it. They have the, the precision fit is unparalleled. You insert the firearm into the holster and you into the, I mean, it's molded perfectly to your firearm and you get that click. So, you know, you've got the safety and security, but it's not just that they're comfortable too. A lot of us who wear inside the pants holsters, listen, let's be honest, they're super uncomfortable. They rub up against that iliac crest bone. I'm sorry, my, my anatomy may be a little up, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. and it hurts. Ooh. Not with we the people holsters. They have a unique and intuitive design. It allows you to easily adjust the cant and the ride of the holster so you can fit it comfortably and securely. It's important at all times. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan and get yours today. The prices are incredible. Every holster ships free, comes with a lifetime guarantee. These things last forever. They are so durable. Enter the offer code DAN and you'll get an extra $10 off. Come on, you're not going to get a better deal anywhere. Check out their Trump holster too. It's a great way to show your support for our president. Satisfaction is guaranteed. We the people holsters.com slash DAN. Offer code DAN for an incredible additional $10 off. Custom-made holsters, they're all produced in the United States. They're designed in-house. They use all, no third-party molds. They build them right there. Again, starting at just $37. That's a lifetime guarantee. Every holster ships free. If it's not the perfect fit, send it back for a refund. Again, we the people, holsters.com slash Dan. Offer code Dan. You're going to love these holsters. Check them out. They're really, really cool. The designs are amazing. Okay. One, two, three. All right. Um, hey, Paula, in the interest of time, if it's okay with you, I am going to bypass the witnesses thing for a minute. Can we jump around a little bit? I want to show you this video. This CNN video. Now, this is a panel on Don Lemon's show. You know my history with Don Lemon. For those of you who've been regular listeners, I had a blowout with Don Lemon before I signed with Fox News. I yeah. used to do some commentary on CNN, and I believe I was banned from CNN after that, which is a-okay with me. Um, Lemon didn't know what he was talking about that night, so I had to call him out for what he was, which is a you know TV hack who doesn't know a damn thing about anything. But they had a panel last night. Uh, with Rick Wilson and another guy I've never heard of before, but Don Lemon. And this is, I mean, this is really nasty stuff. The, the panel just degenerates into a full-blown attack on how stupid all you Trump supporters are out there, which would be interesting to my doctor friend who tweets me at night. He's probably the smart, you know who you are. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He's a big advocate for President Trump because he believes his policies are actually working and he believes in facts and data. But again, we're clearly not as smart as Rick Wilson, uh, this other gentleman, and uh, and Don Lamont, uh, TV guy. So check this panel out and get ready to be really upset. You may have seen it already, but this is worth repeating. This is bad news. Check this out. Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience. Uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one. And there are y'all. Y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> you, you elitists with your geography and your maps. 
and your spelling, <laughs> even though my your path, you're reading. <laughs> yeah, you're reading. You know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte, <laughs> all those lines on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Only the Melitas know where Ukraine is. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. But by, but by the way, oh my god! But, but, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh but, you know, but, but in all honesty, but all, blame you know what Rick. NPR should Why do? not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait. Can yeah, I tell give you what, a second? You, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. Sorry, Rick. You, that you, was a good one. I needed that. You're all credulous boomer rubes, uh, apparently. Now, um, a couple of takeaways on this, because you're going to see a lot of this on TV today. It, got, it went viral for all the wrong reasons on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, I, piling on Rick. Rick does this all the time. It's Rick's thing, you know, and I, I honestly, I think he enjoys the attention. So I don't think tweeting to him makes any difference at all. I'm pretty much. So I'm going to leave Wilson aside for a moment. But a genuine question here, two takeaways. Number one. What do they think they get out of this? I'm I'm not sure. It's obviously obviously Wilson hates Trump. The other guy, um, I'll show you his tweet in a minute. Apparently, isn't a big fan either. But this goes back to the Hillary deplorables comment, the comment by Biden the other day we played last week, insinuating that you're all morons. You know the comments overall by by Buttigieg and others. I'm I'm genuinely not sure from a tactical political perspective. If your goal is to influence 51% of the electorate to go out and vote for the guy you're supporting rather than the guy Wilson, Don Lemon, and uh, I guess his name is Ali, hate, do you sincerely, do you think this helps? Now, listen, I'm not one to throw stones about commentary. I lace yeah. into people all the time. I don't, I'm not, a, you know, I've got a thick skin on it. It happens. I get attacked all the time. But I, I, when we, when Joe, and you can vouch for me on this, you've been here a long time, and you know you don't fudge the numbers here. No. We always make the distinction, we try to, when we are talking about dopey, radical Antifa leftists and the Democrat body politic. I say all the time, all I'm the not time. talking about yeah. rank-and-file Democrats. I understand a lot of you out there in the country have sincerely felt views I disagree with. Yeah. You, you're, maybe a lot of you are concerned about gun violence because you have kids. The same reason I'm concerned. We just, I just don't think your solutions are going to help. Because they're not solutions. I get that. We make not these guys. They make no distinction at all. You're basically all a bunch of quote credulous boomer rubes, and they—I mean—they just laugh at you. They think you're morons. Well, we'll see how dumb you are, and we'll see how many people show up in the election who really want to be told they're credulous boomer rubes. But number two, more serious part of this too. Here's a tweet by the other panelists. I'm, now I'll remember his name because the tweet's going to go up. Uh, this was the other gentleman on the panel with Rick Wilson. Oh, Ali, Ali Wajahat, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong. He's at Wajahat Ali. So Trump, President Trump tweeted out the clip, and apparently Ali uh, got a little sensitive about that. He says, quote, Trump tweeted our CNN clip from two days ago. Friends are now concerned about my safety. Ugh. I refuse to be intimidated and bullied by bad faith actors who cry fake victimhood, which is what he's doing right now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Whining about a harmless, silly 30-second clip while endorsing Trump, a cruel vulgarian who debases everyone. Listen, I just said to you, do your thing, man. You're on CNN. You want to be funny, insult Trump supporters. You think it's a viral clip. It's, do your thing. This show has its moments. We go on our rants, too. You do you. But I'm going to say, by the way, caveat, full stop, period. We are... We have done this over and over, and I'll do it again. It is worth repeating. 
We disavow any, any you're not welcome in threats, violence, any of that stuff, not welcome here ever, ever. Period, full stop, no further. Obviously. But having said that, this show, I could go through them all day. Me, Paula, probably Joe too. Oh, yeah. We get threats, all kinds of mm, you and your yeah. mm, 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 and your folks. Listen to me. If you're going to go on the air and do that stuff, then don't claim victim status later. I'm sorry. It's horrible. I wish it wouldn't happen. We disavow it 1,000%. But don't then come back and send tweets that you're somehow the victim. You went on the air and called, you know, 60 plus million Americans a bunch of dopey rubes and made fun of them and laughed about it. Again, we fully disavow any, no one should be threatening, but now you're claiming victim status, then get out of the public space. This happens to us all the time. Sadly, I wish it weren't. It is part of the business. We get Facebook messages on my page all day about that we should have heart attacks. We should be dead. It's, I wish it didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen, but stop with the victim stuff. Okay. It's pathetic. All right. You know what? I got to get to this last one here. Hat tip again to the great at techno fog at techno underscore fog on Twitter. Don't know who he or she is. Just know it's a really good account for information. He uncovered this gem yesterday. Remember, you know, the FISA court scandal. You all know the FISA court scandal. The FBI, DOJ, in conjunction with intelligence officials, obviously spied on the Trump team. Yeah. We now know that yeah, you know, yeah. the Horowitz mm -hmm. report and how they did it was getting a warrant through the FISA courts, the foreign mm -hmm. intelligence surveillance courts. Now the FISA court claims they're now really upset about it. And they've been pointed an investigator, Joe, to look at what happened. You got lied to. That's what happened. Yeah. The whole collusion thing was a hoax. That's what happened. This is funny. The guy they appoint showing you again, how the swamp is deep. They have like mangrove roots. Since you're in Florida, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't touch the mangroves. <laughs> the roots go deep, deep. The swamp is deep. You can't. The, the, the swamp rats in D.C. are like the mangroves in Florida. They're protected. Although they're beautiful mangroves. We love them. It, comparing them is actually offensive to the mangroves. The mangroves outside of my house are now deeply offended. I compared them to D.C. swamp rats. But they go deep. So who does the FISA court appoint to look at this malfeasance? Joe, this is crazy. Yeah. They appoint this guy, David Chris, who Technofog at Twitter found us. That this is a, a screenshot from his Twitter feed at Techno underscore Fog. David Chris, who now apparently due to some, um, what, FOIAs or whatever, they got a hold of some of his emails. Conveniently, he's emailing Stuart Evans and Tash Guajar, who were intimately involved with the DOJ and FBI and the Spygate scandal, too. And David Chris, the guy who's supposed to be looking at this malfeasance, he emails them and get a load of this one. David Chris says, hello, DOJ redacted. I have been asked by the Washington Post to write an op-ed on the forthcoming FISA memo from Chairman Devin Nunes. <laughs> he then says to them, if you get stuck on anything in the draft, I will modify or cut for you. Whoa. This guy. Oh. Th whoa. whoa. <sighs> you think this is trouble? The guy who's supposed to be looking at the FISA abuse that Devin Nunes exposed was writing to the DOJ FBI personnel 
involved in the FISA scandal and misleading the FISA court and is writing to them asking for their feedback on an op-ed he's writing in the Washington Post to trash Devin Nunes? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. This is the guy, the FISA court's like, that's our dude. That's our dude. Again, Rob Schneider's seven million ways to say dude. This is one of those like confused dude things. Like you can't be this stupid. Like, dude, this is your guy? You can't be this dumb. Oh, it gets better. Here's another one. Hat tip techno. Fog. Beautiful. Another great catch. David Chris, when he wrote the op-ed, it has a little boilerplate thing here. David Chris served as a national security advisor to the Clinton campaign in 2016. Joe, this is all crazy talk. Chris, David Chris, the guy the FISA court wants to look at abuses of the FISA court to spy on the Trump team, wrote an op-ed to get out ahead of Devin Nunes, who exposed the abuses and was also a national security advisor to Mrs. Clinton. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All a coincidence, folks. Nothing to see here, man. Nothing. Don't you worry. It's all legit. The deep state isn't real. The, the, the swamp is all our imagination. Parnas's recordings. Days later, uh, media reports appear. Days after that, Democrat senators are alleging quid pro quos. It falls apart. It resurfaces. Our swamp rats go to work for Adam Schiff. In the same month, the fake whistleblower appears. Don't worry, media people. No reporting necessary. It's all one big Aesop's fable. <sighs> Gavel to the melon time. This was a great show. Sorry, I know self-praise stinks. But this, if, if you are not convinced after this show that there is an ongoing coordinated effort amongst fetid, stinking swamp rats to destroy this president. I'm sorry. I mean this. You seriously need help. Denying its existence just makes you look foolish. You can justify it all you want. We don't like Trump. He's a, he's a, he's a dictator. What a fat. Justify it all you want. But pretending it doesn't exist, you're just a moron. I'm really sorry. The facts are irrefutable. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, I haven't promoted it in a while, but please check out. We've been exploding, by the way. BonginoReport.com. BonginoReport.com, your conservative alternative to the now sadly left-leaning Drudge Report. There was a piece that came out yesterday on Twitter. Our traffic has exploded. We are up 5,000% as people exit Drudge Report and make uh, Bongino Report their homepage. We really appreciate it. Now, hat tip to Matt Palumbo, who's been doing great work aggregating the best conservative news of the day. BonginoReport.com. Please check it out. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.